Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the story stream podcast where we see new movies. 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 I'm your host, Robbie Anderson. It's been a while since I've been in the, the hot seat. I can't remember the last hot take I did, but it feels like... It was a long time ago. I don't know. Uh, I'm joined by my favorite variant, my favorite anomaly. It's me. Michael. Michael P. Burge. Michael P. Burge. Here I am. Who knows what he is in other dimensions? Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, dude. I am probably in so much trouble in other dimensions. (laughs) This might be the one where you're in the least trouble. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, I'm barely skirting by in this one. (laughs) Uh, Who knows what he's getting into. By choice or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hello, Robbie. Hi, Mike. It's good to see you. It's good to see you. Yeah. Excited to talk about this one. A uh, really cool little flick. Um, it's about Spider-Man's. Spider-Man's. You know, I th- spider it's about women's. Spider-Man's. Many of Spider-Man's. Spider-Them's. You know, Spider-They-Them's. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the diverse cast of Spider-People. Most of them, they Peter, but not all of them. I feel like... <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like it's before noon and I'm tired. Yeah, I yeah. We're like, doing this one like it's, yeah. it's not early, but it's like it's a little early. I thought we're, you know we're late I put it boys. in my calendar. We're late boys. We are late. I've been a late boy lately. I uh, I put this in my calendar as like at one o'clock. Well, no, I put it in my calendar at eleven, and I woke up this morning being like, "We're doing the podcast at one." Uh-huh. And I was like, "I'm so fucking wrong." So, and I said, "I set you the, but I'm the reminder." I was like, "Oh, Diana can't make it. Uh, she's got to go to yeah. work." I was so. like, "I was like, yep, yeah, yeah, perfect." <laughs> I knew Good. that. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, I feel like lately, I, and I know maybe you to a lesser extent, but I think you're starting to feel the same way. Mm. Superhero stuff has has feeling a little bit fatiguey. Why? Lately. Uh, there's a lot of it. You think so? I think so. I th- arguably too many, but also mm. the. The quality of said content, I mean, is starting to have peaks and valleys, you know. Of course, maybe not starting. Yeah, but I'm starting to feel them more. Uh, I, I did that. I, I, I've said that like that dumb shit, uh, where it's just like the superhero, the superhero kind of phase is like it's like a westerns and like swords and sandals kind of stuff. It's like there's you get these things and they last about twenty years and then they go away, twenty thirty years, and it's like it's the thing that rules like major Hollywood and stuff like that. And you had the Western, the swords and sandals stuff. And then you had the Westerns. And now like we kind of have this superhero thing and like we're getting towards the end of it. Like this shit started in 2000. It's going to be gone by 2030. Like no matter what we think, yeah. like there's, they're still going to, people are still going to make superhero movies, but we're, they're not going to be interesting anymore. I mean, I will say that like, I really the like boom. this movie that we're the, about yeah. to talk about. And I am looking forward to the flash in the same way that like, you look forward to like tripping on mushrooms, like in the <laughs> woods. Like I am excited. I have like set aside three hours where I'm like, I am going to go and dose up and just watch the flash and just be like absolutely consumed <clears throat> by whatever, demonic energy is making that thing project onto the screen yeah you know like when people like they do acid and they're just like i gotta do acid every once in a while because it like really centers me that's gonna be the flash yeah for for me it's the opposite i'm like i gotta see the flash so i can like become unhinged for just three hours micro flash micro flash flash. i gotta watch 10 minutes of the flash real quick (laughs) punch a hole in a wall watch another 10 minutes of the flash hey and uh guess what 
uh, I mean, no spoilers, so I won't be too specific, uh, but you can piece together uh, that uh, theory that I had about the cameo in The Flash I, was correct. I, I was. Yeah. And there's a few more, I guess. Uh, that, fucking insane. It's yeah, fucking nice. I saw the leaks. I was surprised I saw the leaks because usually I don't. You hear that the, the images are out there, and I usually can, I mean, can people avoid them, are just, but I saw them, and I was like, they're so oh, good. disrespectful about this movie. They're like, fuck spoilers. This is bullshit. <laughs> just tossing yeah, it out. Yeah, I mean, I also, I can't necessarily argue with that point. Um, yeah, but we're here to talk about this movie, yeah, and yeah, you know, speaking... I mean, fortunately, yeah. <laughs> fortunately. I can't speaking wait on to the talk points, about The Flash. Sorry, sorry. I know. I, it's, I've got, <laughs> this is a good I've got precursor flash to The fever. Flash. Well, you know, as much as the the superhero, you know, I'm fatigued a bit on the superhero genre, on the comic book genre. I oh. I know for, a f- and I have mixed feelings about it, I know for a fucking fact I'm over multiverse shit. Oh, really? Like, Why? I'm o- like, huh? Because <laughs> there's too <laughs> many it? of Is them. Yeah. And, and, they're, and it's cheap, ultimately. But kind of the movie to, to start it off, I think the movie to kind of like really kick off multiverse hitting kind of the mainstream was uh into the spider-verse a movie that i loved and a lot of people loved i think we all here at story screen really really dug that movie uh so it's interesting to kind of like come back to you know the sequel to that one and come to across the spider-man across the spider-verse movie we're talking about today and see you know kind of them uh show up after you know all these other properties have tried to do their own multiverse thing now you know all these other companies try to do it and uh you know show that they're the goat and blow it out of the water again because i think my hot take on spider-man across the spider-verse i think uh visually i it might be the best animated movie ever made like from just like a technical visual standpoint i think it's Mm. i can't even fathom another movie looking better than this in the past Shrek. you know i mean maybe you take into certain accounts of like the time period it came in what it was doing at that time shrek. but i still think that this one is shrek. oh the first one shrek 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 oh he has it on i Blu-ray. always have my blu-ray of shrek <laughs> by my side you gotta get a pendant and like wear it around here you never know if i need to i need to micro shrek sometimes you never know <laughs> you just need like a little bit of donkey I need a little bit. I just need a fucking just hit. Need a, a teensy track. bit of far quad, some gumdrop <laughs> buttons, so to speak. It's a bummer we never got more far quad. There's a whole podcast. No, the fucking the, the the movie looks insane. Not Shrek across the spider verse. Uh, it, <laughs> it looks, looks absolutely insane, and it's it's the technicalities like in all the frames. Like you've been like, there's loads of um, gifs that have been like popping up, uh, yeah. and like you can actually. And, the fun thing about GIFs is like if you click on them, you can pause them and you're actually like seeing all of these different animation styles that are being tossed into all the frames. The design of uh, Spot and, um, you know, uh, 2099 um, Miguel, Miguel Spider-Man, yeah. mm-hmm. like just like all like the different like uh, lines and stuff like that about like, uh, like, you know, like kind of like almost like a like a character design on like the drawing board kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not exactly sure what the precise term for those lines are, but it's essentially like when you're designing how a character is going to move. Kind of when you draw like the skeleton. Exactly. Or, like, yeah. the, the body getting before you add over them. Like there's. Yeah, I I feel like that type of difference in animation wasn't as present in the first one as it is in this one. It was there slightly. 
it's crazy this movie looks the makes the first one like not look it is because nice. I, I saw clips of the first one i was just like before this movie came out i'm like oh yeah into the spider-verse that art style one of the best movies i've ever seen mm-hmm. one of the best looking movies ever and then this movie comes out i'm like how how did this movie make that one look like the like vanilla animated movie by comparison like i mean it's crazy i will say that i think that i mean obviously we're doing no spoilers uh no for this spoilers, for this brief time which is going to be pretty hard to really discuss a whole lot with this movie because it really does kind of hinge on a lot of things happening pretty much from the get-go. Narratively. Yeah. Narratively, yeah. I, I will say that I think that this movie looks better, obviously. The technology is better. They got more money. Um, there's more confidence in the brand. It, they know that it's going to make more money because Into the Spider-Verse right. just, like, rocked people's brains. Uh, as the, I think this one already beat the lifetime ticket oh, yeah, sales absolutely. Yeah. Of, uh, at, of Into the Spider-Verse. As um, The weekend would say in season one of HBO's The Idol, uh, fucking stretch that shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think it's season one. I think it's... It's season, that's, it's that's season the, one. There will be another well, season. There, I think uh, that, six seasons in a movie. No. The Idol. <laughs> <laughs> um, people, need that. people need to have sex. Because like I don't think the I mean, that good of a show. I'm not gonna argue but, uh, with that. Like you just, yeah, if, if if we're gonna talk people about people being like people like, like it's like it's X rated. It's crazy the things they're doing on the screen. I'm like have sex because it's not yeah. Like, what they're doing on there is not Look, that crazy. The whole attitude of that show is like a person that I don't want to stand next to at a bar. Like that no. is the entire vibe that that thing puts off. But I also feel like the the again don't think the show that's good is that good. And I like your. Guy at bar. Wait, did you watch it? Think, did you fucking watch oh, yeah. it? Oh yeah, I've been. Oh, I've watched. I've watched both episodes. Dirty fucking bitch. Yeah, I want to see what the hype's about. But the, it's the, the whole thing around it, though. See what the hype's The whole thing about. around it, though, is uh, oh, you know, like don't worry, don't worry, darling, comes out, and yeah. everything leading into it, it's like this movie's fucking trash. Yeah, we were. We should. We should have worried. Like, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like okay, don't worry, darling. Not a good. Not really that good of a movie. Great name. The train wreck. Great name, but it's not the train wreck that like critics made it out to be, right? It's like it's like it's just not that good of a movie. I didn't see it. And the marketing, and then the, the marketing behind it is like so disingenuous. So they're just like, it's this tale of feminism and overcoming the mm-hmm. the paradigm yeah. of masculinities, and it's like no, it's just lame. It's just not a good movie. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way about the idol where it's like the twisted world of the weekend, <laughs> and you're like, it's pretty like. Vanilla. What's that dipshit's name? Like what's a, what's his name? The the, the weekend's name? Abel. Uh, no 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 Abel no no Weekend. not the weekend. Um, uh, the guy that did like Euphoria and Assassination Nation. Oh, He's doing a Seth uh, Ferguson or something or whatever. That's not his. That's not his. Scott name. Derrickson. <laughs> You're just now you just making shit up, doc. Um. Uh. I don't know. I don't know the name of the guy. Who, who gives a shit? Victoria. Fuck it. Um, uh, but you should watch the weekend. It's weird. I should watch it's, the idol. I watch the weekend. You should watch the <laughs> I idol. Watch the weekend. You should watch the weekend's weekend show, the idol. <sighs> it sucks because uh, the weekend but, was like mm-hmm. a person that I was very into once upon a time, and we just know we know too much about. He's him. And just he's cringe, and really it. fucking working yeah. to make me not like him, which sucks. Uh, you know how it's like it's like late stage capitalism. It's like here we are, and everything kind of sucks. Late stage weekend. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing where it's like he's been in the cultural zeitgeist I, I, for too long. I think he's just blinded he's by spoiled. the light. Um, Ooh, that's oof, 
fuck. I'm uh, anyway, to, I'm gonna listen to some weekend today. I know it's so his like his fucking Where early EPs and albums, man. They're just so fucking good. They're I'm just gonna listen to that shit today in the, in the whip. Anyway, uh, I think that. Uh, Obviously, Across the Spider-Verse looks better because of all of those things that I said like five minutes ago. Um, I think Into the Spider-Verse has the stronger story, has a stronger narrative, um, which... This is, yeah. Is, I guess that, would you say that that's typically the case or typically not the case? Because, like, it's got an origin story, so it's got that kind of... It's got that anchor in the first half where it's like you're being introduced to this world and these characters and the rules of the universe kind of thing. But like, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like I I keep thinking back to like, oh, the Chris Pine, Peter Parker of it all in the first one. And I love what Across the the Spider-Verse does with what happens in the first one. Like not yeah. being too specific and stuff because we're not getting into spoilers, but I I love how it kind of it, ex- it expounds ex- on what the first one is exactly. Yeah. yeah, I think that in in right now the immediate post release of Across the Spider Verse in the year of twenty twenty three into the Spider Verse into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. is narratively the better movie, mm-hmm. but my only criticism against Across the Spider Verse is that it is so part one. You know, it is. It's even it's even more part one than like Infinity War. Like Infinity War, you can kind of like judge as a movie and then being like, and it is setting up. Oh, one hundred percent. Whereas like this movie, I'm like, I I have to reserve like some level of judgment until Beyond the Spider-Verse comes out because because this is like it's really kind of like Act One and a Half. Also, that's not going to be for like two years. No, they're delaying that movie. They're not coming out in March. They're, that shit no, they is. Are, they are definitely delaying uh-uh, that movie. Uh-uh. Christmas, most Without likely. I would day. imagine like that's probably what they're going to land on. Is yeah, I Christmas think it'll come out year. in that calendar year. Yes. If it gets pushed beyond that, that's going to be crazy. Be- but beyond? I just think I'm also like let them let them cook beyond beyond March seventeenth. <laughs> Uh, but I'm also like, let them cook, make, let them make that movie crazy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, when I found out that it was coming out less than a year after, I was kind of like, you don't have to do that. No, no, no. You don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, we'll Take wait. Time. Take a time. We just had. I out. think they were. I think they were nervous about you know where this movie lo- like leaves off and people being like, what? I mean, and I think that people will chill and and wait. One hundred percent. The immediate yeah. thing is like everybody wants everything right now because we're all fucking goo goo gaga babies and we just we want our baba baby now. Wants bottle. Um, baby wants bottle. Baby likes its yeah. yum yum, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you so. Uh, I remember right before going in, I I had prepared myself and I was kind of also telling D, I was like, I have heard that this is like half of a movie because it is a part one, so to speak. Um, I do like that they didn't call it part one. Even if your movie is a part one, don't fucking put part one on it. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning is an amazing name. Don't fucking put part one on it. Stop. Yeah. Stop. You are not a fucking... Just let it have a title. Just give it a fucking title. Yeah. Like, it... I Call the next one something else. So was Mission Impossible <laughs> Rogue Nation part one? Because it leads into the next well, one. Also, Shut the fuck up. Like, they fuck But also, you. it's like, it's Sorry, fast... I feel like I, I was know, saying yeah, that right But also, is like, is like Fast X going to be like Fast X 2, oh, Fast X 3? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm into that. Like, they're like, oh, it's like part sure, one, but there's it. another one. Yeah. But like, no, but don't call it part one. Right. Call it Fast 11 or Fast something mm-hmm. else. Like, just the part one of it all, like, in there, like, Across the Spider-Verse is most definitely the part one of Beyond the Spider-Verse's part two. But they both have names. Right. 
Um, like they, they're not like Star Wars Part One. I guess they're like well, Episode Four, but it's like you know that's more cheeky than anything else. It's different. Well, I mean, like with Star Wars, it's trying to be like you know, what if these stories were books on a shelf and kind of like right, take them yeah, out? or like you know, episodes in a but, show. Whereas, yeah, across the Spider Verse and and beyond the Spider Verse, they they are trying to you know, I I really like that they're they are making an old school movie trilogy. That's what they set out to do. I think they're going to be done with it. If there's more animated spider movies, I think it will be different con- continuity, different concepts, mm-hmm. things like that. I also given, you know, not to spoil the narrative and I'm really excited to talk about in about it in the spoiler section of the podcast. But uh, the things that this movie is about are so critical of like storytelling and are really like, yes, you know, zooming out and being like, yeah, making, another comic book movie right mm-hmm. this is how maybe we feel about it and i think it's like you know they're like they make it as as interesting and as crazy as possible but it is kind of showing you the the boundaries of, of even the multiverse where it's just like it has to be this like meta thing and then after that it's like i don't know you want just another he gets bit by a spider story right that's what you want yeah you know and it's like i i don't know like where does it even go from here like yeah it that I, that that's definitely spoiler talk. I, I don't want to start going off because then I'll just like sure, ramble sure. and I'll probably say something. I mean, we're getting close to that too. Finishing up my point from before because I kind of went off on a tangent, made a bunch of jokes that weren't funny, and then forgot what I was saying, and then waited for you to talk, and then while you were talking, remember what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> when I went to go see it with D, I was like preparing myself for like a half a movie kind of thing. <laughs> I think that this movie ties itself up pretty properly. It's got a it's got a cliffhanger, of course. I wouldn't say it's half a movie. Like that's No. There is a like there there are not like uh completions of arcs in the way that you would expect from like a movie that's may or may not have a sequel. There's definitely another one coming. But I think that that's like the perfect time to kind of stop this movie because it's kind of like Empire Strikes Back shit, you know? Um, Yeah. Which is like the easiest and maybe the laziest comparison. But it's like the Empire Strikes Back does have like a cliffhanger. But, Mm. you know, now over 40 years removed from when it came out, we're just like, well, we know that Return of the Jedi happens. We know what happens in that all the other movies like star Wars continues, but like in 1980, when the empire strikes back came out and they were just like, so wait, Han Solo's like dead. Wait, what? what? Like, and they're just like, so what are they going to wait? Huh? It's, it's got that kind of like thing of like, Oh, what's going to happen next. And like, there's loads of really fun stuff to kind of like, um, theorize, uh, about, uh, with, the final moments of across the spider verse, uh, which we will do soon. Yes, we will talk about it. Um, I think, uh, I I, I do think that it ends in a, in a great way that is not unfulfilling to the rest of the story. There's obviously more that needs to happen for all the arcs of all of the characters. But I think that that is like for what across the spider verse is about. That is a good point to end that allows beyond the spider verse to not only, fulfill all of that but also maybe have its own kind of narrative arc you know it'll finish up with across the spider-verse started while also maybe being about its own thing yeah i have trouble imagining how beyond's gonna be also two hours plus because i'm like i feel like i know how you can wrap this up this Um, fucking movie 
we'll see. Two hours it's, and fifteen minutes long. Isn't that fucking that's another, another nuts? Thing. Well, we get to the we get to the end of the movie. I think in in the screening where you and I saw it, this happened, and I think it happened in the the time I saw it again. People at the end of the movie were just like, "What? Oh my god! Come on!" I'm like, guys, we've been here two hours. It literally like, goes it's over. It is it's one over. of the most easily digestible movies I have ever fucking seen. I've seen it twice yeah, as well, it's like, and it's just like flies by, flies it by, flies fucking by. It's nuts. Yeah. I think, you know, in, in in the conversation of, like, sequels and, and, like, movies kind of being, like, is this just half a movie at this point? You know, I do think it's a it's a slippery slope or a fine line or whatever euphemism. Mm. But, you know, I think, like, Dune is, like, an interesting example of, like, Dune's a little bit, like, shitty just because they tell you it's part one <laughs> when you get to the movie. I mean, that one uh, I kind which of I think like. Is, which it's kind of funny. I, I But I do think yeah. that they... They say it's like you know you have to you have to watch Dune, part one, with the understanding that it's just like this is the state we are setting the stage, and like Dune is is very much like it's very I think it's very similar to Across the Spider Verse where it is like Act one and a half where you get to like yes. this is the middle of the story yes you know where things are where we are left off it's like but you still get like you get a climax you get a denouement. Like you get all of like the the narrative three act structure yes. beats to it still, and the same thing happens in Spider Verse. I think Spider Verse is a little bit by the end. It does feel like it's it's. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. and I really like this point Go for where it. it feels like it's a three 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 third acts strung together. Because there are parts like towards the end of the movie where you're just like, yeah, it's over. Oh no, more. Okay, great. Oh, now it's a- right, oh, right, 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 gotcha. right. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. Do you want to get into spoilers but, so we can talk more specifically? Yeah, I the only uh, non spoiler thing I think we can cover uh, is that we did see it during the before the audio was fixed, uh, and shit. and I just want to shit talk Regal. I told you to bit, not fucking bring uh, this up. I fucking told you no, to not bring this, this fucking shit up. I don't. I want to put it on I, the fucking airwaves, man. I'm tired about this shit. <sighs> I'm tired about this still. So we saw it. We saw it together on opening weekend uh, at. A regal, mm-hmm. and I feel like the audio was fucked up, and we knew the audio was going to be Robert Downey Jr.'s like up. drug addiction when like I like Infinity War was coming out. I was like, "What are you doing? <laughs> I told you to not. You were told to not bring this up." <laughs> ah, um, uh, yes, go on. So we saw it that that night. Uh, we I knew. I'm not sure if you knew, but I knew the audio could like potentially was going to be fucked yes. up. Yeah, I, I had um, seen the uh, the turn it up to seven. Yeah, uh, which as and a the, as a former uh, and future projectionist, I knew exactly what that meant, and it was that oh, this right. shit got compressed uh, incorrectly. Yeah. So like you know the mixing of the file itself, yes, was borked a bit, but you know was what if we borked borked fucked up? Sure, yeah. you knew what it meant. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Well. It was goofed up. It was it was on goofy juice. It was so Savage we, Gardens a bit. <laughs> I like that too. Thanks, man. So and you know, if if you and I going to see like one of the later showings of the movie on like a Saturday or whatever, yeah. knew that, surely I was like, well the theater probably knows that, so they're gonna bump it up. Uh-huh. And we were wrong. We were, mm-hmm. And not only was the audio like, you know, we're watching like a blockbuster movie. And during action sequences, I can hear people eating their popcorn. Yes. And it's not throwing shade at people eating their popcorn. 
It's just like I shouldn't be able to hear them. The no. movie should be that fucking loud the entire time. Yeah, it is. It, it um, sucks because it is literally <clears throat> someone's job to do that and they just did not do it. It is so yeah. easy to check not only the parameters of the aspect ratio and the cropping of the because it was also cropped. The first time we saw I was going to bring up, I was like, the thing, the biggest thing we were missing was, about, yeah. I would say, eight inches on both sides of the screen. Um, and it wasn't like projecting onto the wall like on the side of the screen where you could still see it, it was cropped. It was not zoomed. Yeah. It was zoomed out. It was not properly aspect ratioed for the scope screening that it was supposed to be. So we saw this audio visual feast of a movie, <clears throat> but it is in like the worst fucking way. Possible, it is a testament right? to the strength of the movie that even though that, so. it was slightly cropped, kind of low, and we were seeing it on the Saturday that it came out in a room fucking overflowing with children um the kid next to me charlie was having a fucking fantastic time he was great um i still love the movie like it it didn't affect it i just had wish that the first experience would have been something that was a little bit more like soul shaking and then kind of similar to you i went to uh the dolby theater down in uh uh danbury and got to see it um on a much bigger screen not cropped much louder before they sent out the file fix obviously these guys just turned it up it started out a little low um which i think it's more compressed at the beginning that scene is just because the it's the it's that that first scene not getting too specific and stuff like that because like fuck it um is very talky and very uh, exposition heavy and you need to pay attention to it. But there's also a lot of music and sound effects happening that are overpowering the words. And you're like, I feel like I'm missing something and we're just getting started. So it feels like you're like, wait, wait, wait. I feel like I missed the rules of the game before we're about to start playing. What's going on? It's a bad foot to start on. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It's very nerve wracking. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it at the AMC in Danbury and I went to Adobe Atmos screening. Uh, so what is like the Adobe Atmos? What are you getting with that ticket price? Uh, it has a, a digital projector that TLDR basically projects an HDR. So it has like, you know, white or whites, black or blacks. Maybe, maybe. And then also has like a crazy surround sound. When you look around the room, the speakers are like, yep. there's like a hundred speakers around you. Like it's really crazy. And uh, it was my first time. Going to Adobe Atmos thing, I you know oh, I, was? I'm down to see movies. Fuck and yeah, yeah, it was my first time doing Adobe Atmos. I was like, what do they have for the? Um, I I call it the THX. Um, you know when they they test the sound like before the movie starts and they do that. Did they, they do a, a wave? It's like an ocean. It's like it's, it's the like ocean, ocean thing. That is dude, it's the so coolest. Dude, it's so cool. But they're never gonna change that. They're like no. they have been doing the ocean wave for years, and it's like. It's the same thing with like the Regal roller coaster. They're never going to fucking change that. They have struck gold. No. They'll update it, but they're like, "No, you're still taking the ride." Yeah, you're you're hopping on this. Ugh. So yeah, I, I was I was really blown away. And then also like, you know, having the the uh the better digital projection was also like really cool. I mean, the movie looks good kind of no matter what, but like having like an animated movie like this that had like a brighter and bolder color spectrum was like really cool. cool. But yeah, Really blown away. Uh, definitely want to see more Adobe Atmos stuff. And I think, you know, I'm going to take more into consideration. Like, uh, like I'm never someone who, like, needs to see a movie on IMAX. But now, you know, with Christopher Nolan movies, I'm like, you know, he, he goes through all the fucking trouble, right? Mm-hmm. Of, putting it, of, like, shooting an IMAX. It's like, I kind of want to see it. 
uh, I mean, in the way it was intended. You know? I, I've talked about IMAX before in, in the past, and I have, yeah. I have been um, mocked and uh shunned uh by my by both my peers and my fans hello mm. um <laughs> IMAX is bl- like very simply but also just like truthfully it is an aspect ratio thing and a screen size thing that's really all that it is that's not like saying that it's it's just that it's a huge fucking screen and if the movie was shot for that, it's going to look absolutely amazing. But aren't isn't it, aren't you cropping out some of the image if it's not like if you're not watching like like for something like that was shot it's, in IMAX and you're watching it not in IMAX, you're losing most the most things bottoms. that are shot for IMAX are shot with the intention that it will be screened other it will be screened somewhere other than on IMAX. So that is taken mm-hmm. into account. Kind of in the old school ways when they used to shoot a movie, they would be like, well, at some point this is going to be 4-3. So we kind of have, have to take that into account. So it's framed sure. in a way where it will make sense to do that. And But are you losing something, though? I mean, you're always yeah. losing something at all times. Everywhere. Sure. With everything. Everywhere. All at once. You're losing time right now. You are marching towards death, Robbie. <laughs> Wow, as I always yeah, am. you've always never been be. closer to death than you are right now, right mm. now, right mm. now, right now. Mm-hmm. It's just a big fucking Let's screen. About, it's very big. It's, it's a big very fucking, fucking loud, right. and I love it. Great. Uh, see movies however you want, but uh, yeah, I you know I I'm not really one to like talk smack about any movie theater, but I, this is like the. Don't. Third time I've gone to a Regal and uh-huh. have left kind of just pissed off. I'm kind of over it, yeah. And I'm just, I'm kind of over it. It sucks. I'm like, I'll drive an hour to see it somewhere else. I Literally, this, I know. went down to Danbury in Connecticut, uh, 45 to an hour, 45 minutes to an hour drive. It's a long drive. There's always traffic. Uh, worth it. Yeah. I, I told D, I like we went down, down there and saw it and I was just like, look, from now on, like if we want to go see some bullshit like don't worry darling the flash, the flash that's even better <laughs> <laughs> if we want to see some bullshit we'll go to like a regal but like if you want to go if we want to go see a movie that we care about like we have to because i i have my differentiations when it comes to like what which theaters in the local area i go for like which types of movies like for indies yeah. and stuff i prefer to go down to jacob burns center in Pleasantville because those guys are fucking tight as hell. Uh, I actually know that uh, a couple of the projectionists that work down there listen to the podcast. So, sup guys, you guys fucking rock. Um, but I also go to like uh, Upstate Films in Rhinebeck or Woodstock. Uh, that's usually where I'll go for my indies because I really want like something like I want Greta Gerwig's framing to really sing to me. Uh, and then like for all the other big shit, like I would just go to Regal and now I'm just kind of like, I have been burned so many times. Like, remember when we went and saw licorice pizza and it was like out of fucking focus for the entire movie. And I told them four times the seventies looked like, I was like, what the fuck is going (laughs) on? It sucked. And it's just like, it's, or I think when we saw, when we saw Megan and the color off and I was just like, I, I'm like, this is, I feel crazy. Although I did kind of like that with Megan. It but was like, fine, I it's guess. It's fine. 
you know. I see a clip on Twitter. I'm like, this is a different movie at this point. <laughs> right. It looks fuck? completely different. Which is how I feel about like Spider. A Sp- like I saw Spider the first time or Across the Spider Verse the first time. I was like, I love this movie. I saw it again. And I was just like, oh. Oh, this is like a big deal. Like this is one of the best movies of the year, and it will remain to be. It's that. It cool, is one of the best know? movies of the year, man. But it's and good. it's one of those things too. Like probably final point on non-spoilery stuff. Uh, yeah, it is like what you said before. Like not even just the superhero fatigue, but the, like the multiverse fatigue. Like there is. I I I I I know folks who are. Um very good at their job of film criticism and uh, reviewing that also listen to this show. Hi, Eric, that are very much over the multiverse thing and like kind of see this movie as like the, like the devil's dick. Like just like, this is the worst. Like we are just like, I think not that only is it multiverse things, devil it's making movies. fun of the multiverse while also being a multiverse, while continuing the multiverse and commenting on it. It's just like this thing where it's just like, I have no idea what this movie is trying to say about fandom and stuff like that. Um, I think No Way Home is far worse of a... But it's like a... It's si- devil's like, dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's six months <laughs> makes a difference to all of these movies. Like how far into this kind of like superhero multiverse era across different studios and different franchises and brands makes a difference. Like no way home was kind of like, you know, into, into the spider verse came out first. Yeah. We know this to be a fact. Yeah. Or did it? Um, at no way home was kind of just like, this culmination of things that like taught everybody, like this is what the multiverse is in the sense of like, I don't know. I, I I don't want to get too specific. So I like, let's, let's get into spoilers. Let's we'll talk about spoilers. Uh, For anyone who hasn't seen across the spider verse yet, we both recommend it. One of the best movies of the year. So please go check it out. And if you have seen it, We'll be right back with spoilers for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and I'm going to tell you who dies. Hell yeah. And we're back with spoilies for Robbie Kea. <laughs> <laughs> Mike just showed me my old name tag from the story screen, Beacon Theater. Yeah, baby. Um, Remember Joker? Oh, I want to talk about Joker, Joker for a little bit. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, this podcast will never end. This podcast will never end if we do. Uh, welcome to the spoiler section for Story Screen Presents Hot Takes, Semicolon, Spider-Man, colon, Across the Spider-Verse. We're doing it. My God, my colon's mixed up. So yeah, I'm here to tell you who dies, and uh, I don't think anyone dies. I mean, Which is kind, kind of the of. point of the movie, I, in no, a way. I, different people die than died before. Hmm. Different people died than died before. People have died before the movie begins. Spoiler alert. Uncle Ben's die. Uncle Ben's. Uh, Gwen. Uncle Ben's die. Captain (laughs) Stacy's die. Captain Stacy's Uh, die. Uncle No Die. Dad die. Uncle No Die. Dad die. Which is a trade that I would make at any fucking time. I miss my uncle very much and I hate my dad. Damn. (laughs) It's not good because my brother listens to this too. I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's gonna tell them about this. Well, 
It's all right. We have a lot of people who listen who can blackmail us or or otherwise. So yeah, we're here to talk about the spoilies, where to begin on one of the best, biggest movies of the year. Uh, I really like the story of this movie, especially from like a zoomed out perspective. I like that the movie kind of wrestles with making a Spider-Man movie yes. in 2023. And I like that it wrestles with the idea of just like, yeah, you know, uh, kind of how like Bioshock Infinite is like there's always a lighthouse uh, angle to the story where it's like, yeah, there's these things that always happen in a spider person's life. And we don't really want to tell that story, but we have to kind of wrestle with that story. And the movie's kind of wrestling with its Spider-Man narrative identity in a way and also like rejecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's all really cool. But I do worry ultimately, like, can they stick the landing with, you know, it's, it's not quite like a Last Jedi to Rise of Skywalker where I'm like, they're doing something crazy. They're doing something bold. They're wrestling with the structure of what this thing has always been. And then someone else comes in named J.J. Abrams and fucks yeah. it up. You know, this is all going to be made by the same people. Everyone already likes this movie, so there's no course correction that needs to happen. But I do kind of worry about just, you know, I really like that they are kind of rejecting the idea of, like, what a Spider-Man story needs to be. Yes. And, you know, the, the core cast of this movie are not Peter Parker's. It's all the not Peter Parker's very, of the story. Very and it's very on purpose. Yep. Yes, of course. And, you know, I like that. And I like that they're just like, yeah, Spider-Man is at his most interesting when he's not being just Spider-Man. And when he is diverse and when he can be not Peter Parker, that is the kind of more interesting part of the story. So I like all those elements of the narrative, yeah. I think, are, are what really make me love the movie outside of it looking really good. Yeah, I agree with everything that you say because we're best friends and we love each other and sometimes we want to kiss, but we don't um, because of the rules. Because of the rules. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I think that this movie is, again, like I was saying, like this movie is kind of operating on its own kind of arc narrative that does, you know... It operates as a part one in a way, but it also kind of operates as its own movie. And I do think that it is going to be a case of you can kind of see what Beyond is going to be about. And given what the the thematic, you know, metaphors of into and across were, you can kind of see maybe where Beyond is going, given where we're going in the story so far. Uh I think that Across is literally just kind of making the case for, you know, like the the origin superhero fatigue kind of thing. It's like, how do you do a, a, yeah. an interesting Spider-Man story when we have just seen Spider-Man again and again? He get he get bit he get bit and he 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 get he, 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 he liked he liked the girl, uh, and and his he he old man uh, die, and he put on red blue. You know, like it's. How do you make that interesting? And it's like at the same time commenting on the fact that like, well, maybe you can't while also revolutionizing animation and (laughs) really just kind of pushing the thread of like diversity is this thing that does not need to be for its own sake. You know what I mean? Like, 
the yeah. idea of well, like also doing like, you know, diversity you want, just to yeah. do it where it's like, the fucking like like uh, women can get it done scene from Avengers Endgame where you're just like guys look I get I told you about like the, recently when I rewatched that with Diana when that happened like I turned to her and I was like well you guys you're like, like oh. this is for you you like this right like this is for you <laughs> they're doing this for it you. is like this kind of testament to just like the most interesting characters in this movie are people of color or women like they are not yeah. white men peter parkers which again don't get me wrong i've said this time and time i love peter parker and i love that he's white yeah. i love that he's a man <laughs> love that and i love white. that he's straight <laughs> i love that about peter parker because that's who he is and i love him for everything that he is i don't need all my spider-men in all the multiverse to be that guy um, and Peter B. Parker is my favorite Peter Parker. Uh, oh yeah, he's yeah, great. I, I think that it's across, if across the universe is kind of wrestling with that kind of idea of like superhero origin story narratives and superhero cinematic universe, multiverse fandom, uh, and also kind of wrestling with like what they did in the first one. I think that it does that very well and kind of closes that off by the end so that the second one can really become this different story. Uh, and yeah. And to get to that, we'll talk about a few more things, I'm sure, beforehand. But like it's there are three gigantic things that are happening in this movie that are not really dived into too in depth in this movie that are obviously setting up what we're going to do in the next one. And those three things are um, Miles's uh, destiny outside of being Spider-Man and outside of Spider-Verse right. shenanigans. Uh, Gwen Stacy, Spider-Woman's um, kind of role in the Spider-Verse as kind of the only Gwen Stacy that we really see in this movie across the Spider-Verses yeah. and also the spot who has a very awesome arc in this movie oh, yeah. that I think is one of the most impressively... The second time I watched the movie, I really paid attention to the spot scenes. I love what they well, fucking he has, do. He has, the, fucking, he has the only arc in the movie. I mean, Miles I mean, most he has definitely like, has, he has an has arc. Like, it just it leads him yeah. to the wrong destination. It's Empire Strikes Back shit. Like Luke sure. has an arc in Empire Strikes Back, but it leads him to the wrong decision to go try and fight mm. Darth Vader too early. And it fucks everything up. Sure. Miles Miles's arc is is revealing to his family that he is Spider Man. He wants and, to do, but he just And making his yeah. own and he's like, I want to make my own destiny. I don't want to be a part of the Spider Man club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I love Spot's arc as well, where and, and the way that Spot, be, you know, so gradually throughout the film, he becomes like more sinister it's and scary. And by the end of the movie, you're scared. You're scared. He's of him. like he is scared. Intense. Yeah, it's I. Yeah, uh, it's very cool. Like, I love to that. Like, I will always remember that the marketing campaign, like the first trailers and stuff for this movie, like utilize the spot as this kind of comic relief thing which yeah. i think is part and parcel with how you're supposed to go into the movie like so when spot the spot shows up you're like oh this is that goofy motherfucker yeah, that's trying guy. to like take the atm yeah. and stuff like that yeah it's like great he's got the funniest joke in the movie which is uh um 
your suit is too tight in the back, which is earlier on in the movie, which I think is just <laughs> fucking fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I like uh, if the first like the first movie starts out with uh, kind of showing you Peter Parker's backstory before jumping into Miles. This movie right. starts off with uh, Gwen Stacy's backstory before jumping into Miles, uh, which I fucking love. That I love a deep title. I've seen baby. that sequence with proper sound, oh. soul shaking, really hits. Really I think hits. the third one really is good. going to start out with like a good 10, 15 minute the spot sequence. And showing what think, he's going through and what he's doing. I I think that would be cool, but Ooh. I think and someone again I got this off Twitter. It's not my own thought, but I thought it was a really good idea. I think the next one's gonna be the first fifteen minutes being like I'm uh, Miles Morales forty two, and this is and I'm the Prowler, and it's about mm-hmm. him being the Prowler and leading us up to that cliffhanger. Interesting. Moment. Okay. I disagree. Um, I like the I like the spot idea. I too. like them both. The Prowler one, I'm interested. They're both kind of. I will. Cool. This, the Prowler I'll one, I think, one. is it's fine on the money. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll be happy. Yeah. We be we. What be if they do what, both of them know? side by side? <laughs> They're just like we are pushing the limitations of. Well, they could do something where they they start off with one and then spot mm-hmm. like you know superimposes into it and then changes kind of the thing. I don't know. I, I, it'll be twisty turny, but I do think. The, not to jump too far ahead, there's so much to talk about in this movie without going into what the Beyond Spider-Verse movie can be. But, you know, there is so much table setting done f- in this first one, and then it's kind of like, yeah, how do you fill t- two and a half hours of another movie? And, you know, I think it is exploring the 42, Universe 42, Timeline 42, Earth 42 mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, what these characters are, what they're doing. And then also, you know, I think it's largely going to be about uh, Gwen getting the band together to get Miles. But it is, I am like, you know, like, what is this movie going to be? That's not like, it's a, it's going to be a nice hour and a half long, you know, closer. I mean, that'd be intense. Sure, certainly not. Surely I don't not. think so yet. I mean, the, there's like loads of theories and stuff out there. Like, it kind of does make sense that, you know, that the Prowler, <coughs> Miles Morales, like, Universe 42 Prowler is not like a bad guy. In that sense, like there's nothing that really insinuates that in the movie outside of just like the Prowler moniker, which the Prowler he's moniker like, has like always a, been. He's like Book of Boba Fett uh, crime. Sure. Movie. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. Hold yeah, on a second. He's a good like, guy, bad yeah, guy. Like they, they, yeah. they operate in like a bad CD underworld and, you know, right. they they got to play game. But there's nothing that like kind of like they're not like we're going to fucking I'm going to fucking kill you. Like there's, they don't. Right. Miles Morales does not say, I'm going to fucking kill you and your whole fucking family. He doesn't look directly down the camera into the eyes of all the children in the audience and be like, I'm going to fucking kill you. He doesn't do that. Like, So it makes sense that this is going to be a redemptive arc given Miles's arc in Across and, you know, the big speech that his mom gives him, uh, which his mom, by the way, Mm. 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 Whenever she she seems like a nice. Whenever she gets mad, Mm. Mm. you like that? Oh, I do. I do. I want to (laughs) misbehave and get in trouble. Um, She's got that like uh, she's got that like monologue where she's like, "You need to take care of that boy," and you know, like in the operation of a cross and in that moment. 
you know, it's this amazing like anthem and testament to um, people who look different than what the powerful norm is considered to be. Like, don't let them push you out of the room. Don't let them tell you that you don't belong. Um, whether it be what you look like, what you act like, who you love, anything like that. In in that moment, it it operates as that. But then if you kind of attribute that to the end of the movie with this kind of Miles Prowler and what the third one is going to be, it is kind of like meta contextual in the sense that she was like speaking in like, you know, the third person kind of thing, which is like, you need to take care of that boy and make sure that he understands that he can be good. He can be powerful. He can do whatever he wants. And so that's. I think that that's what's going to be the first half of what Beyond is going to be. I think that they are not giving us any sense of what the ending of that movie is going to be because you have to kind of put into comparison like the like big picture shit of those three things that I was talking about. The third movie has to deal with Miles Prowler, Miles Spider-Man relationship. An arc and what they're doing. Them, them, them mending something. Yes, them mending something. Yeah. Uh, the expansion of Gwen Stacy, which we know is coming. And also... I mean, it, it has it has begun. Yes, and then also the spots. It's very, this is very much, it's a Gwen Stacy yes, movie. Yes, I, I feel like that's what yeah, it's moving yeah. towards. Uh, but then again, like you have the spot, which but then is like there's a also, very big thing. But the, yeah, yeah. I'm sure that there's more, yeah. But then, well, I mean, Spider-Man 99 is the other, you yeah. know... He's there. There's more. There, I think there's more to do with him. I don't think you, this movie ends with him being a bad. I, I think Beyond either ends with him, you know, rallying with these forces and trying to mend the multiverse in a way that makes sense, or he goes unhinged and becomes the the bigger of the bads. I hope not. Um, I because I really I'd like him to be good. I, I, me, I, I think me he's too. He's, but he's, I, he's tragic, I really you know? like the balance that they play in this one. Like I really yeah. like that he is a he's a threatening opposition, but he's not a villain. And they they right. thread that very well, where it's like you're still afraid of him because you're like I don't want him to stop Miles because I like Miles and Miles needs to do what he's doing. But at the end of the day, Miguel is right. In the sense of the rules that we know, he's just kind of maybe going about it in a way that's a little too authoritative uh, and reactionary. Because we much, also yeah. kind of learn like he may not fully understand. He doesn't. Absolutely not. These canon yeah. events. He's just like this is like he's like this is what it is. We did the research. This thing happened it. once to and me and like, it ruined my fucking life. I won't let it happen to anyone else. There is a a sensitivity and an empathy behind that, even though he does kind of seem um, yeah. not aristocratic, but like well, almost he's a, he's dicta- a, he's a, he's a dictator. He's a, like he's kind of just like he's a mul- he's like a he's like a multiverse. Cop, yes, you yeah. know, like and. And yeah, it's just like, well, I know better than you because this happened to me. Like, it seems like and I have the resources to impose my it seems like he's kind of this authoritative, uh, powerful, domineering figure. But at the end of the day, he's just trying to stop the sadness that happened to him from happening to anybody else because he knows what that feels like. And he knows that other spider people might not be able to handle that because it broke him and, he's, and turned him into a he's vampire. A bit of like the, that is the weirdest fucking shit in this movie. Well, it? I think he always has, I think he always had like 
spider yeah. fangs yeah. that and they and they per, and they paralyze folks. Yes, that's what it does. Yeah. I don't really know what the injection thing is. Um, Keep it at bay. I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to know more about that. It's though. weird. It's cool. it's, it's so kinda, fucking weird that it, like they don't they just kind of mention it like real quick and like I know it I'm doesn't like, come like, into okay, play. Well, he almost. He almost well, he does almost bite um, uh, Lonely Island, yeah. The movie. Yeah, Lonely I love that. He's that mm. character. It's so good. Um, he's kind of like the opposite, not the opposite of the Kingpin, but like he uses multiverse resources not to get Ooh. like another daughter. Or he, he did that because that's what Kingpin does in the yes. first movie, right? He makes the whole Alchemex thing to get his family back. Whereas in this movie, you have Spider Man twenty, you have uh, uh, Miguel O'Hara, and he's not trying to. Mm. He did use his resources to get a family, and I, then he loses it. And instead of trying to do it again, he's like, "No." I more. did not even connect that. That is fucking fantastic. I just kind of did that it right is now. Really yeah. good. Yeah, that's kind of blatantly. Yeah. I feel <laughs> that's. I didn't the, really think that's about the intention of what it is. That just went over my head when I watched it twice and then thought about it for well, weeks. You know, there's a lot. Yeah. Go- there's a lot. There going is a lot on. going on. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. I wonder if they'll bring Kingpin back for for Beyond because I feel like he is such a important piece of the first one. Yeah, I mean, it's like this is this is less, and there are echoes of him the in this that comes movie. Along. There are like you yeah. know, with I mean, the, the, the science lab and like what they were doing right. and what he was trying to do. Like it did create the spot. I wonder, is he dead? Interesting. I think he gets fucking fried. I Does mean, he unless fried? he gets sent to a multiverse thing, I mean, yeah. like who knows? Have you seen those pictures of a uh, the? Um, into the Spider Verse Kingpin like skeleton like this is what his skeleton oh, must yeah, look yeah. like. I love all the art, all the fan art with him where he's like, or they just like make a, a frame like a thumbnail where he just like is his just little head is the center because yeah. it's like an all black like box. It's beautiful, it's so good. But you know, there's so many villains to choose, and it's also like you know, what other new faces do we even see him beyond? You know, like. That is there's so there's so many. I feel like maybe that's part and parcel with like the the part two part one of it all is because they're probably not going to introduce any new foes outside of who's introduced in this one, which would be Miguel, the spot, and Prowler. You know, yeah. Unless it's like you know someone like Vulture, yeah, a quickie, like little guy, yeah, yeah, Mysterio, you know, because I, yeah, or even like Shocker would be a perfect. You know, it's like, yeah, have him come in there, you kick his ass, you get him out, yeah. you know. But, like, this, the movie has to start in some place that's, like, act one chill, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, or like, there has, to be, there has to be some points of the movie that operate as a movie where that's it's, why like, I think that the, action the opening is going to be down, the spot you know? stuff. Because I think we're going to start with him, like, yeah. as a guy. And he's kind of a loser and kind of a loner and... You know, and just like kind of slowly go through that and just kind of show like it's it's mirroring Miles's uh, origin story and into where it's just like he's kind of a loser and doesn't have a lot of uh, confidence in himself and uh, is a nerd uh, getting into visions and shit. Like what a fucking dork. Um, And then like this kind of multiverse thing that's out of his control completely changes the trajectory of his life and it's just like where miles has 
Peter Parker and Peter B. Parker and the idea of Spider-Man to guide him, uh, the spot doesn't. And he's just yeah. kind of like, well, my fucking life is ruined. I guess I'll go try and like rob an ATM and slowly like realizes like, wait, am I like the most powerful fucking being in the universe? Like, hmm, this is nice. I like this. This is pretty cool. And then it's just like essentially yeah. driven in- insane by it. <laughs> Well, he's, like, driven insane by, like, you know, wanting to yeah, be a villain. And then also, like, you know, by not getting taken seriously. This he's is. Like someone who, like, fucked him yes. over. He's like, I'm so over this shit. I think something we haven't really touched on and is a big reveal in the movie is um, Miles being, as uh, Miguel refers to him as, the first anomaly. Him being, like, in his universe, he wasn't supposed to be Spider-Man. They already had a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And by him becoming that, it had to kind of readjust by eliminating another yes. one, you know, that like it kind of nature had to course correct. And uh, it is true that, you know, that is how Miles uh, until the Insomniac Spider-Man game. Uh, there can only be one was the rule yes. <laughs> in a lot of Spider-Man stuff. And, you know, even in, in uh, Miles Morales's first introduction into comic books, uh, it came at the death of Peter Parker. It came after mm-hmm. that moment. Um, so, yeah, I think it's kind of... I thought that was an interesting reveal. I didn't fully understand it. I also think, like... I'm sure all the logic of the movie checks out, but there's just some, like... Not multiverse timeline stuff, but, like, logistic timeline stuff that doesn't make sense to me. It's like, at one point in the continuity... In the singular continuity of these movies, does Miguel O'Hara go to a multiverse lose his multiverse daughter, return back to his timeline, starts this multiverse cop thing, and then also Miles blows a hole into the multiverse. Is that the order it all happens in? Uh, No, I think that Miles blowing a hole into it is what reacts him to... Kicks it all off? Copping. Because he's been like... Because at this point, like, Miles has been just like, what, like a little over a year? Then Spider-Man? I I think that, like... uh, Given that, like, we've got 2099 Spider-Man, uh, future tech and stuff like that, he's able to kind of jump around and kind of maybe slightly police other universes to make sure that um, alternate universe threats don't attack his world. And in that, he finds a place where he's happy and and does something really fucked up and takes the place of that person. That that Peter, that, that, that Miguel, after they die... Um, and then I think after that happens, he's like, Jesus fucking Christ. I, I, I I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. And then shortly after that is when the miles thing happens. But again, I think that beyond is going to show that the miles thing happening is not what caused that. It's going to be the spot because those things happen at the same time because, Miles is not an anomaly in the sense that he is the only one that ever becomes Spider-Man who is Miles. He, in that universe, wasn't supposed to be. That is true. But there are other Spider-Men who are Miles because the spider's about to bite Miles in universe 42 before the guy picks him because they show that picture and he's like coming up to him at school or whatever. There's like that drawing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's not that. And, and that, that kind of sucks to me because I really like the idea that he is the only Miles Morales that ever becomes Spider-Man because of an accident. Um, I think yeah. that that makes it 
kind of um I think it makes it easier to understand. I mean, easier honest. to understand, but then, sure. But then you have to that's how you get Prowler though. Yeah, that's how you get Miles. And this Prowler. is where we're going. It's like the third yeah. one is going to be that Miles is in any universe meant to be a a force for change. And it's all about yeah. how he is brought up and the environment in which that they are around. You can see the parallels with the real world that we're talking about here on what that person is going to become. Um, and yeah. the 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 possibility um, of, of, of good in these people, depending on the surroundings and how they're brought up and how the world reacts to them and how they react to the world. I think that's a super interesting thing to do with the third movie, especially after they just spent an entire two hours and 16 minutes kind of talking about like, doesn't it kind of suck going to see these movies? Like, doesn't this kind of suck? (laughs) It's kind of hard to think about and shit. I mean, it's, it's crazy, like, you know, once they started talking about, like, canon events and those things, like, hearing canon event, I, like, I kind of rolled my eyes, but then seeing what they were kind of, like, actually saying about it, or at least what I think yes. they were saying about it, I think what we both think, I was just like, oh, yeah, they're they're also rolling their eyes at it because they reject the concept of the idea. It's like, why does he have to, why does this always have to yeah. happen? Why does he always it's have to the, do this? Why does the he have Civil to War this But they're MCU also, their, hand, their hands thing, are tied. Where they're just like, yeah. skip over it. Everybody knows that Uncle Ben died. Skip over it. Skip yeah. over it. He's already Spider-Man. Yeah, Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you know, even when we got the Andrew Garfield, you know, Spider-Man movies, like, there was, like, I remember even me, like, you know, more into superhero shit at the time. I was just like, I don't really need to see this. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's the same. And they just don't, and, you know, they don't do enough besides being like, oh, well, it's a new actor. And, like, you know, the, the coat of paint is fresh. Yeah. But that can only get you so far. And... You know, they knew that with the Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man, they're just like, yeah, we need to have just him do push, something different. Yeah. And him being with the Avengers is is different enough. I, te- you know, I texted but... you the other day that uh, I was watching um, The Batman uh, for like the sixth time. Yes. My least favorite movie. Your least favorite uh, movie. Because I'm watching it for um, the Pattinson stuff that I'm doing with Bernadette. Mm. The final episode covering The Batman and Robert Pattinson's uh, last five movies. It's nice that he took a nice little year and a half break. <laughs> it makes it really easy to do like <laughs> be, a podcast on his filmography. Um, but yeah. in The Batman, it is like a, one of the... Do you know that Bruce Wayne's parents died? Like that they got shot? I heard. Right. They don't do that. They don't no. show it. But it's also they just let a, it hang. It's a major plot point, like the fact that his dad and his mom got murdered for some reason by someone at some point is so important to that fucking three-hour movie. But they never show it, and they're never just like, "Doesn't it suck?" His parents died. It's just like taken as a given because everyone's like, it's Batman. You know that he's his fucking parents are dead. Like you get it. Yeah. Yeah. I think in in the Nolan in Batman Begins, you get like they they do a little bit more with it in a way where it's like they you get you get to be there with it. Like because it's not just you see them die. You see him as a boy for a long time. You see what it did to him because it's that. And you also see what they you're on the train. 
and the exactly. train is so important to the yes. movie and they show you the like the wanes oh, are important you, to is... the foundations yes. of the locations and the story of Gotham to the point and where it's like oh this is Gotham. why this rich person went insane and does this and he's like my parents fucking helped the city become a virus <laughs> yeah well he you know the, the wanes were a symbol of hope for yeah. Gotham and it got taken away so he was going to become a symbol exactly. of vengeance. Yeah. And it's and it all it all ties together. And with, it's it's you know. uh you get that that line that kind of echoes throughout that Nolan Batman trilogy which is like why do we mm-hmm. fall? And that comes yeah. from his dad just being like bitch, it's all right. You fucking dumbass kid. Dude, get just up. fucking get up. You're rich. Fucking, up. Who gives a shit? You do whatever yeah. you want, man. I don't care. You want to dress up like... All right, Just wait until uh, you see these Bangkok hookers, man. Like, I'm going to take you there once you're of age. When you turn 18, Bruce, Bruce, look at me. Bruce, look at me. I cool said, fucking that. look at me. Don't fuck... Yeah. Yeah, just Tom like Wayne, Tommy, <laughs> Tom <laughs> Wayne, Tom Wayne got in some weird shit. I do like the Spire or the uh, Batman stories where they're like, Thomas Wayne sucks. You're like, cool. Which I ultimately do think that that's what they're going to do with the Battenson movies. Yeah. They're going to reveal that Wayne's not so good, uh, actually. I, which they already, I think, are. They kind of did in this one, but they, they, they focused in on that he was a good man, but he's not infallible. Uh, that, those are the things that I like yeah. the most. Like, I do like it when they're like, Thomas Wayne, a bad a boy. I'm into that. I like the more complex thing where it's just like, no one's infallible. Like, this was a guy that was really trying to change things, but to operate inside that system, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta fuck some hookers in Bangkok. You know what I mean? You gotta call Carmine Falcone. And yeah, you gotta shit. fuck some hookers in Bangkok. You gotta, you gotta fuck some more. Which I have never done. I'm, I'm just sure. kind of using that as like a loose euphemism, you know. I think as a, as yeah, as I think a, everybody as a can relate. Many to that. people yeah. say, mm. "Oh mm. yeah, we've all been there." Um, <laughs> Spider Man. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, you know we're. I think we're rearing towards the end. Is there any other beats? They, there's so much in this movie to talk about. It, it, it's, a, it's a rough uh, one, and let's be honest here. This is not going to be the last time we talk about this on the podcast. Yeah. This is a classic coming right back up towards the end of the year when we talk about our best of the year lists. Absolutely. Um, gave it four stars on my first. Gave it four and a half on my second. Yeah, I'd feel the same. I think the only thing that it doesn't have going for it is that it is it is not yes. fully complete. Yeah. I know? think it I is think complete it. in and of itself, but until I know where it's all going, like you said right at the start, it's like I need to yeah. know what the culmination of all of this nonsense is to truly be able to um, digest what this is. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't sucked the landing yet. Whereas, like, you know, there are some movies that being that uh, dark middle trilogy really work and feels you know something something like empire it feels complete you're so down for it Mm -hmm. you know and it can it can get a five star on the letterbox but yeah with this one here it's it's close but i feel like there's just enough it's more of like a vibe thing i'm not sure if there's like a rule book for it but there's just enough kind of left open where i'm like it's just not quite i mean feels finished yet but maybe it's because we're living in the moment of existing maybe in a few years then i can judge it on its own took the words right yeah exactly yeah it's yeah there's just something to just like the animation is just like bonkers. It's impressive 
every single second of it's two so, hours and it's 16 so minutes. It's so stylistic. It's not just like that. It's not just that, that quote also, unquote Spider-Verse style that we've seen other movies do. We like, have not even talked about so how funny this fucking movie is. How oh, funny is this movie? Robert. Very funny. It's, it's so funny. funny. The uh very funny. the 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 student counselor scene with uh, one, uh Brian Tyree Henry as his dad like just like being like a like Oh, oh, oh yes. Yeah, scene, in the beginning of the movie. It, yes, dude, Brian yes. Tyree Henry. It's so get, good. God, best supporting actor Oscars first time for a voice acting nominee. <laughs> fucking amazing. I think that he is so fucking funny in this movie. His dad, Brian Tyree yeah. Henry as uh as um Soon to be Captain Morales. Um, absolutely fucking amazing. Like that. Yeah. Well, even like, you know, what is it? Uh, Gwen Stacy in the beginning of the movie too, being like, uh, adopt me when she's talking to uh, the other Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, Jessica, yeah, yeah, Jessica and she's Jessica. Like, yeah, it's like so good. And then also, I mean, Jason Schwartzman's spot before he's very sinister. Radical. Always dropping the one line. Uh, good. Best performance funny. in the movie. I got almost punched in the face, I think. By saying this to My somebody, host. I think it's Shea Wiggum as Captain Stacy. I mean, he's really. I good. think that what he is doing, because he's not really afforded a lot of comedic moments for likability until his last line, which is like, yeah, this parent and stuff can't get. It, like he gets that little last laugh. Yeah. But for the most part, like a lot of his stuff is extremely intense and sincere and serious from the very beginning to the end. Like he kind of bookends the movie in that sense of being like the first, not villainous, but like antagonistic force, much in the same way that Miguel is where it's like not villainous, but antagonistic. Um, And I've always loved the, uh, the um, kind of like a, multiverse uh spider gwen uh kind of like you know the fact that peter parker is lizard and captain stacy is kind of more of you this, like her remix. i love that shit yeah. and it's it's so fucking sad like they're not keeping it up with um there's something very similar with that with um captain with with with, with miles's dad not liking spider-man for a little bit, uh, they just kind of jumped the gun on that and just went straight towards the, oh, they kind of have like this like lethal weapon relationship where it's like, oh, they kind of don't like yeah. each other at first kind Which of thing. I, I mean, I yeah, love I that's love that. much more interesting and fun. And Miles Morales does that voice. That's just fun. What do you, what do you mean? mean? Like, like that scene is just like, about Mr. there is this there's this innocent comedy. You know what I mean by that? There's yeah. this innocent comedy to like moments like that where you're just like, yeah. Well, I feel like so much of the of the best comedic moments in the movie are when characters like say something under their breath. Yeah, and like, and it's like it's and you're just like, oh my god, so character. It's 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 exposition. It's it it's creating an arc. It's telling you something about them, but it's also funny. It's engaging. It looks amazing. Right. Like that's the thing is just like this movie. Like it's I. You can have superhero fatigue. You can kind of be over this whole multiverse thing. And I'm not going to blame you for either of those things. But like, for the love of fucking God, this is a two hour and 16 minute blockbuster heavy hitter that is funny. It looks insane. It's a cool fucking story. It looks insane. It's funny. 
I yeah. this is what movies I mean, listen, are for. We're I not, don't know. We're, we're not. We're preaching to the choir. It, m- people like this movie. Yeah. A lot. Most people. Most people. And even not even most people like you know like the audience score is good and the critic score is bad across the board. Everyone yeah. sold. It's a great movie. Rotten Tomatoes me, approved. I think, it's fresh. I think for me the the best smaller performance in the movie is uh, Karan Sony's Pavitar Prabhakar. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he amazing. is amazing. I love his little section of the movie. And I also like, he has also a really good like narrative point where yeah. he, you know, Miles st- stops his can event. I thought that was a really interesting moment. And the Chai Tea line. Is so well, and the Chai Tea line is consistent in like what I think the third one is going to talk about, which is just like uh, conundrums and um, yes. repetitions. It's like, why do you say ATM machine? machine. Why do you yeah. say right. pin number? chai tea right. like that's like, there, there is like this repetition to that's that good, where that i think that that's point. where they're going is like there is this kind of you think that that's the way that it's supposed to be but it's not it's actually redundant you don't need to do that last part yeah well why you call it spider-verse when it's already spider-man mm-hmm. you know and then i think that um the best like long-form performance and then i have one more i'm gonna say for what my favorite characters but my my i think what the best long form performance is is uh Haley seinfeld as gwen stacy yeah. i think she has so much more to do in this movie and i think she really like comes fully to the challenge and you know having her story in the beginning of the movie and you know I, it's also one of my favorite art styles is the very like uh, artistically impressionistic the water my favorite the, the, scene the, the in the movie paintings is the watercolor my favorite scene in the movie is the showdown between her dad and her in the beginning, uh, after the art, um, ga- uh, after the moment gets like destroyed, yeah. and it's the showdown where he's about to like point his gun at her, and it's just like you see like him drained in this like mm-hmm. color and just like the the like column of like paint behind him like slowly expanding as he's like pulling into this darkness within him. It's so when he says so cool. the line. You have the right to remain silent. When he starts reading her, it's, it's just so like, good. oh, fuck. Oh, ooh, I just got myself, man. It's it's, it's really, it's I, I want to watch this movie again right now. Fuck. It's getting me. I know. I do. Me yeah. too. Um, And then my favorite character, just because he's a fucking badass, and every time I see him, I'm like, that guy's do so it. cool. It's, I love Spider-Man 2099, oh, bro. Oh, I thought you were going to say that Spider-Man. That guy is, oh. Spider-Man. I fucking love Spider-Man. He shows up. He goes, he goes back. good. I love 2099. I think he's. I think his character design is so fucking. He is cool. the coolest looking cool. fucking thing ever. Just ever. ever, ever. Everything he does is fucking cool. And yet he has his comedic moments. He does. That's. I like his his tragic. Backstory. I think that that's what's important to his character, like not being. Um. After the thought, categorized as too villainous is that he is like he has like an empathetic tragic backstory that you can relate to that they give you and good he also does have like funny moments that are more at his own expense so mm-hmm. you know like when peter b parker is like why aren't you funny man like, like we're all supposed to be funny like he yeah. does have this i'm trying to have a serious adult conversation he does have like this <laughs> like comedic edge to him like it's just been kind of worn down and dulled because he's yeah. a fucking time cop. Um, he's, cru- he's, he's crushed, crushed by, by his responsibility. But he's responsibility. still funny where he's yeah. just like, I don't even want to fucking deal with you right now. Like you, like I want as little yeah. as you as possible in this room as I can. I've had, a, I've Shit, had enough of you. We haven't even talked about Spider-Punk, baby. Oh my God, yeah. Coming on in. 
I hate the AM. I hate the oh, PM. God, and he comes so in and he's just like, did you miss me, babies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he is He is a great character. And then, like, you know, the kind of uh, the tension between the three, you know, uh, Gwen, Miles, and him. Oh, it's, it's fantastic. Very it's, to see. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's probably the coolest art style and like the mo- like you know like seeing him interact with everyone and his art is like oh yeah so it's different. kind of like um, it's rebellious of even like the time that he's in i'm trying to think like uh not like mood board shit pa- but like paper mache yeah, yeah that's like a different thing too it's like um like a scrapbooking kind of thing like it's kind sure. of just like yeah, oh yeah. like putting that on like that yeah it's fun stuff man like it's again like th- the one thing that you cannot argue with this movie, you can find somebody that doesn't like superhero movies. That's over multiverse shit. Couldn't give a fucking shit about Spider-Man. Uh, doesn't like black people, anything. You can find anything, any of these things on any aggressive levels. You cannot argue that this thing does not look amazing in like 17 different ways. Like the movie doesn't just yeah. look into the Spider-Verse amazing, which is a movie that looked amazing. This movie looks amazing in the way that Into the Spider-Verse looked 17 different ways. It's insane, like, how they're able to kind of, like, work in this kind of redux of, like, this is how the multiverse works. Because, like, the first one does have slightly separate animation for, you know, the the anime Spider-Woman is, like, one of the big ones. Like, that is a different animation style than the rest of everybody else. Yeah. And then, like, they also have, like, the, what is it, when Miles is learning how to be Spider-Man, he's uh, at a slower frame Absolutely, per second. Yeah. Than, they're yeah. fucking around yeah. with it in the first one, but they're just like, is this going to fucking work? Are people going to be into this? What's going to go on? And I feel like yeah. in this one, they were just like, got it. Let's do it. The, the the animation flex in this it's movie, like we could talk about it all crazy. day, like the shit that they're just like, because it's not even like marginally better looking than the last one. It's like one. It's an entirely different better thing, looking, but it works within yeah. the sense of it. Like you could watch these two movies yeah. back to back and still mm-hmm. kind of feel um, the thread of continuity of like, oh, these are the same right. characters outside of just the names, the voices. The, all that stuff and the, it's because the logics presented were you know in the last one you're largely in one universe mm-hmm. and then in this one you're in yeah. many so you I'm just gonna see more it's fucking cool uh, seriously could talk about this movie forever all day it is so but we good can't. Um, but we can't because we have we things to do, do stuff Mike thank you so much for joining me on this episode of At Takes the story screen presents podcast it. where we talk about yes. new movies New movies, uh, but this isn't the only podcast. It's not. Storyscreenpeacon.com or storyscreenpresents.com yeah. is a host to many podcasts, articles, and reviews. So please head over to our website to be up-to-date on events, be up-to-date on our content. You can also sign up for our Patreon, where we uh, have even more exclusive episodes at multiple tiers. So go check that out. If you're curious about what we're doing and where we're doing stuff, uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And Facebook and Facebook. I mean, if you want to, a lot of people aren't on Facebook. We, we'll, we'll it's fine. It. Uh, Mike, do you have anything to plug before we get out of here? <sighs> um, go see the Flash. Give that movie money, <laughs> uh, so that they make to. more of it. Um, you heard that just... uh, the director he's doing the the Batman Brave and Bolds. 
movie. Great. Andy Muschietti. Andy Muschietti, a fine director, a fine man. I like the I like the first it. Yeah, but that's not him. That's more Kerry Fukunaga. But you know, it's is oh I thought he did he do the second no, Andy one? Muschietti did both of them. But Kerry Fukunaga pretty much went. This is like nerd bullshit. But Kerry Fukunaga got okay. fired from the first one after like pretty much getting everything ready like halfway. Andy Muschietti came in and kind of mm. like you know caught the football, got the did touchdown, it. and then fully did chapter two. Yeah, no, Kerry uh, Fukun chapter two is not that good. So. Eh. It's a different vibe. Like it's that. a different vibe. I think it's fine. Oh, come, it's not that it's good. It's not that. It's, um, it's a, a mess. Good, it is a mess. It's, it's a mess. Okay, it's a mess. What, what are we doing I, here? I'm, I don't know. I'm defending a man who just put out the flash and is probably having a really hard time. Did you see the thing where he's like, it, the CGI it's looks supposed bad. to look fucked up. <laughs> Fucking do it. Uh, no, it's, a, it's actually bro, supposed bro, to look bro, fucked bro. up. Shut the fuck up. Walk out of the room. Like, Don't stop. Do that. Stop. It's supposed to. People are gonna like the, the movie's gonna make Christ. money. People are gonna like it. Take the fucking L, bro. Like. <laughs> fucking... Also, the criticisms are just like it's not that the whole movie looks bad. It looks bad at the end. Cause you guys ran out of fucking money. This fucking guy. This director of a fucking major Warner Brothers DC superhero movie was like, the CGI is supposed to look that way. Oh, we have to end this. Actually, I'm losing uh, my fucking mind. I, it, that is... Oh, oh God. When I read that yesterday, I... I I almost, I almost closed the bar that I work at and just went home to die. <laughs> looks like we're, looks like we're done with oh, this. Oh God! Uh, so yeah, go as as Mike says, go uh, watch Fly. Follow that's, Mike. Yeah, that's on, that's where that uh, came from. On Instagram, follow Mike on Instagram and Twitter yeah. uh, at MP Birch. Uh, Mike Birch. I'm, uh, at, you can I'm at Mike, Mike Birch. Birch. I got it. I am at Rob Bay Bay. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter to find out what I'm up to. Been doing some writing. Uh, just had an article go up on PC Mag the other day. If you'd like to check it out, it is the best and worst console, best and worst looking consoles of every generation. So if you want to find out which consoles look ugly and which ones I think look the best, you can head over to PC Mag and check that out. But follow me for all my weird opinions and whatnot, and follow us. Story screen on everything. Please support us on Patreon. Helps keeps the light on. Helps keeps us doing stuff and uh, creating the really niche weird. You listening there right now? Give us a five star review. Let's get a nice, good little bump on five star reviews, and that'll Mm. put us a little bit more out there in the front line for everybody. Do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. Five stars. Don't even have to leave a review. Honestly. Do five stars and then write the review sucks. Do that. Don't no, no, you can do I that. Yeah, it's the five star. We get that. It doesn't matter what it says. You can even be cheeky sucks. and you can like write sucks like S-U-X. It's pretty good. We'll be back to do this again one more time very soon. Until then, peace. Bye.